Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Sheena Show. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so, so much to everyone who is tuning in um, and who you know comes over and lets me know on Instagram that these episodes are useful. This episode, I went back and forth a lot about whether to record at all because <laughs> it's gonna be one of those more vulnerable shares. Just an honest chat about how I'm doing and how my business has been doing and how this year has been and what the effect has been on me. If you follow people who, you know, run a small business, who are, you know, have a creative business, have an online business, and you're a little bit tired of hearing just rah, rah, rah all the time. <laughs> look at the success I had. Oh, I did this great. This went amazingly for me. And you kind of want some of the real dish about how it can be really hard. Then uh, buckle up. You're going to love this episode. Um, and I think people actually do. I mean, this is, that's the reason that I decided to record this after all. Um, I am going through some weird shit right now. Like my I think I'm, my body is allergic to something. I'm, I've got kind of this, okay, TMI, but like this, it looks like a heat rash on my legs, but then it's also kind of, I'm like, it's spreading to my nose. Anyway, I, TMI, right? But I, I, I don't know. My, my body is probably telling me something <laughs> and maybe I'll go take a nap after I do this podcast, but that kind of ties into what all has been going on. And I noticed that when I do just, you know, get on and share from the heart, even if that's in an email or an Instagram post, those are actually the pieces of oh, content that resonate the most with people, where people kind of respond back and open up and comment and say, oh, thank you for this. <laughs> I don't feel so alone. So I guess that's why I'm doing this. So. You know, in case you're going through something similar, you don't feel so alone. And maybe I'm doing it a little bit for myself too. So I can look back and remember, whoo, 2023 was a ride. <laughs> so before I get into that, like just, oh, how I've been feeling and some realizations that I've been having about business and myself and where I have yet, you know, room to grow. I did want to share some tactical, you know, business information with you. And that's some lessons that I learned from the launch of my calligraphy business starter guide course. Just to give you a little bit of background on that, um, the calligraphy business starter guide course is something that I put together with the intention of adding it as a bonus for people who purchase my pro calligrapher bundle. So I teach calligraphy and I teach people how to start a calligraphy business. The pro calligrapher bundle is kind of like 
my best work when it comes to calligraphy. It's how to get really good at calligraphy, even if you're a very baby beginner, um, how to develop your own style, and then how to start a business. So the Calligraphy Business Starter Guide course is the how to start a business part. And I've never sold it separately before. Um, I kind of put it together based on, you know, so a live program that I had done in the past, added some trainings, and kind of whipped it up to have as part of the pro calligrapher bundle when I was thinking about leaving my business altogether. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking of doing like a final sale. This was in 2022. And the pro calligrapher bundle was that final sale. And I was at that time really, I honestly thought, okay, I might never come back to this crooked calligraphy business. So that's kind of the origin of the Calligraphy Business Starter Guide course. I did, of course, come back to Crooked Calligraphy this year um, and have been selling the Pro Calligraphy Bundle, Pro Calligrapher Bundle. It has the Calligraphy Business Starter Guide course in it. But I've always, you know, gotten from people like requests, please, can you sell this separately? The Business Starter Guide course. So I finally did that. Um, I wrapped up that launch a maybe two or three weeks ago, sold it um, at the end of October. And whew, I got to say, it was one of the most emotionally up and down launches that I've ever experienced. <laughs> so I want to tell you about what happened and what the lessons that came out of it were for me. The reason it was so emotionally hard is that when I first opened the doors. So, you know, I had been doing a week or two beforehand. This is what I teach my students, but doing some pre-launch. It's called pre-launch because it's before the, you know, you can officially buy the course, but you're, you're drumming up anticipation. So I was, you know, talking about business content. I was talking about, you know, business results, what you can sell for the holidays, how starting your calligraphy business, you know, during the holiday season is one of the best times that you can do that because so many people are looking for gifts, all of this content to kind of build up anticipation. And then I opened the doors October 16th and it was supposed to be open through October 21st. So let me just tell you what the results were <laughs> on a day-by-day -day basis. I opened the doors October 16th and three sales came in. Ah, amazing. Awesome. It would, to me, it was like a sign. Wow. I've done this pre-launch, right? I've built up anticipation. People are ready and, and waiting for this. This is going to be an amazing launch. And then guess what happened October 17th and 18th? Zero sales, not a one. And that is where the launch emotions can really, really come in because of course I started freaking out and thinking like, oh my gosh, people don't want this. After all, I totally misread the room. I, you know, nobody wants to learn business from me, just all sorts of worst case scenarios. Then the following day, October 19th, two sales came in. Okay, cool better than zero sales, but still I've only got five sales so far. And I had set a goal for myself of like, I would love 30. October 20th, four sales. Okay. Better, 
but oh my gosh, something better happened on the final day. The final day was supposed to be October 21st. So guess how many sales came in on October 21st? I had gotten three sales, two sales, four sales. So a total of, oh math, nine sales. The whole previous one, two, three, four, five days. On October 15th, I'm sorry, October 21st, the final day, 15 sales, 15 sales came in. And that is not unusual. And of course, I know after having done so dozens and dozens of launches, I know, I know logically in my head that yes, the last day is when most of the sales come in, but it's still, it was just such an emotional up and down to be so hard on myself and so beating myself up for, you know, having zero, very few sales come in, in the beginning. So here's what else happened. Um, I, I think I kind of miscommunicated a little bit. I, I closed the doors for this, you know, original launch on Saturday night, which is, I mean, I, I did it because I was going to start teaching something inside the calligraphy business starter guide course, like on Sunday. So I figured, okay, I'll close the door Saturday and we'll start class on Sunday. But I think that a lot of people got confused because I usually close doors on Sunday night. And that makes more sense, right? You have the weekend to consider it. And then the doors close on Sunday. So I actually got a, you know, a few emails from people saying like, oh, I missed it. You know, I, can you, is there any chance I can get back in? So I made a last minute decision that I was getting enough of these emails, you know, that I sent out a final notice to everyone saying, Hey, I've decided to keep the doors open for one more day. Um, You know, there was some confusion. I think people thought it was closing on Sunday night. So, you know, just in case you were one of the confused people, you have one more day to get in and guess what happened? Nine more sales came in on that final, that final, final day. (laughs) So if you're keeping track, 45% of my sales came in on just on the one day that was supposed to be the last day. And then 27% more of sales came in on that final, final day when I extended it one more day. That's over 70% of my sales coming in the last day or the last two days. So there's a lesson (laughs) for you. If you're a creative business, a small business, and you're out there doing a launch and things just aren't looking good and it just, the numbers aren't coming in, you're not, you don't feel like you're hitting your goals. It might feel easy to give up on it. Like, oh gosh, I no one's going to buy this. Why should I keep going? Why should I keep putting myself out there and keep sending emails and keep posting on Instagram and keep talking to people for this thing that is, it's such a failure. And I, I implore you, I encourage you, please don't give up until the very end. You just never know what's going to happen. It's, if you think about sales psychology, which I've been talking to my uh, business students about a lot, it totally makes sense. Everybody waits until the last minute, right? (laughs) That's what a deadline is for. It's like, okay, I mean, you know, I know how launches work. And even I am like, okay, well, I have until, you know, Sunday night. So I'm going to consider it and take in all the information and really feel like if it's still a yes, and I still, I want to get all the emails and see, you know, everything that's coming down the line. And I make the decision on the last day. I do it. So why shouldn't (laughs) Why would I be surprised that everybody is also that way, right? Um, yeah, 
that's my, that's my first, like most important lesson to anybody out there who is doing a launch. And that includes, I bet there are some of my calligraphy business starter guide students listening who are going through the launch your profitable product bootcamp with me and that you're going to do a launch, please stick it through to the end. And then kind of sub lesson of that is it can be really powerful to give people an extended deadline. But, you know, of course, you don't want to, you, you want to do it ethically, right? Um, I've done it a few times in past launches, only in cases where people seem to be genuinely confused about what the deadline was, or there was some sort of miscommunication, or there was some sort of software glitch where people weren't, you know, their payments weren't going through something like that. And I've extended the deadline. And actually a lot of sales tend to come through when that happens. Um, and I don't know if it's just people thinking like, oh, I got a second chance or, oh my God, I missed it. But, oh, okay. You know, now, now that she's opened it up again, I'm not going to wait. I don't know exactly what the psychology is there, but I've noticed that it does kind of tend to bring in a few more sales. So that's something to think about. Um, if you really truly feel like, okay, I wasn't clear with my deadline or people are confused or something is happening that warrants like extending it an extra day, maybe try that. But of course you can't do that every single time, right? You can't, you can't tell your audience that you're closing doors at a certain time and then, you know, always extend it by a day. Then it doesn't, it's meaningless. But those are my, those are my two lessons. Maybe a, maybe a sub sub lesson is that it's really, really hard. It's really hard to set goals and not have that become an expectation where if you don't meet it, you kind of crush yourself. Really hard. I try to teach my students about this and I am very clear with them that I am so still working on this myself because it's a really difficult thing to do. Especially, <laughs> especially if you are a bit of a perfectionist. Or you're someone who is really afraid of failure because you've never really failed before. And this is where I'm going to get into the more kind of like vulnerable sharing part. So this is, uh, I'm going to speak a little bit less, you know, structured and organized, but I, I hope I, you know, kind of the main ideas come through. I, that launch of the business course, so up and down. So my emotions were all over the place. Um, I, <laughs> this whole year, it was kind of like just the cherry on top of this whole year, <laughs> which if you've been listening to this um, season of the Sheena show, uh, you will know that I've been talking about this throughout this whole year. This has been a hell of a year for me. Um, I really feel like I am grappling with something super important for my soul, for my, for my healing, but it is hard. <laughs> um, do you remember, I don't know if you've seen, there was like a meme that was going around on Instagram and like the socials a few months back of, um, you know, what I thought healing would be <clears throat> you hear about it and you think it's going to be all like calm and peaceful and you're meditating and you're just you know a tear is trickling down and you're you're just being gentle to your inner child but then the meme shows 
<laughs> like a little girl on a teacup ride, like a spinning teacup ride. And she's just, she's just holding on for dear life and has a look of just like a terrified look of what have I gotten myself into? And her eyes are wide and her mouth is like, she's screaming. And it's, it was really popular because it's so true. It, if so many fewer people would go into like, I'm going to heal myself if they knew what was really involved. Cause what was really, in, what is really involved is that you literally parts of yourself die. <laughs> You're confronting these deep wounded, hidden, you know, until now secret pieces of you and bringing them out to the light is, is not easy. It's not gentle. It's not peaceful. It's, it's like a little crushing. I have never cried so much in my life as this year. Um, and especially like, you know, a couple of weeks just after this business launch, I think was just maybe the, the peak of things. I have just felt this year, there's this really perfectionistic bully part of me that keeps telling myself that I am a failure, that I'm failing, that everything is failing. And you know what? I've never truly failed before. That this is what comes like this can be the shadow side of being, you know, a like gifted, quote unquote, gifted child or student. Like, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm good at a lot of stuff. I'm a I'm a damn good karaoke singer. <laughs> I can dance. I'm a really good cook. Um you know, I did really well in school and I've built up this business and I'm pretty good at speaking in public and I'm articulate and like, look, there's a lot of stuff that I'm good at. And also, I think that I choose the things that I know that I'm going to be, you know, good and safe with. I don't know how much, you know, besides quitting law and building this business. Yeah, that was a a huge risk, but I had to take that risk. I was dying inside. You know, I had to change something. I I can't think of a lot of times where I've actually just tried really, really hard and really put myself out there for something that I knew would be a stretch, for something I knew that I was just like not very, very good at. Like, I don't know, being in a band or... Ugh. <laughs> I'm sure I could come up with some examples, but this is what happens, right? Um, for anyone out there who has kind of been labeled it gifted or has a perfectionist streak um, or is an overachiever, you tend to shy away from the things that, you know, you think you're going to be, you're not going to be so good at. And you go for the things that are just going to confirm for you that, you know, you tend to be good at things. And, and that's the way your fear of failure just deepens and deepens because it's, because you never experience the actual failure. And I think that that's part of what I'm going through this year. Because a lot of the tears that I've been crying, they don't just feel like sadness. They feel like grief. It's it's hard to explain. It's like a distinct feeling. But it feels like I'm grieving something. And I... It might be like, I don't know, an older version of myself, or maybe that 
little seven-year-old kid inside who really was deathly afraid of failure, is still deathly afraid of failure. Because when I was younger, you know, when I brought home the straight A's, it was like, oh, good job and yay, safety and approval and the parents are happy and all is good. And when I brought home a B, it was unsafety. <laughs> it was, oh no, something is wrong. This is terrible. I can't, I, you know, I can't even touch. This is just tiptoeing close to failure. What if I actually failed? I couldn't even fathom it. I, I think that there's... Um, I think that there's a, still a seven-year-old in me who's really terrified that she will not be loved and she will not make it if she fails. And that's, that's, it's like a death-like threat. It is an existential threat. I like even talking about it right now. I'm like this, this feeling of grief is coming up. I don't know if it's a grief for like all the things that could have been if I had been less deathly afraid to fail. If I, you know, was encouraged or felt like it was okay to go after things that I truly just wasn't good at, um, but were fun. I don't know. It, it feels like it's, it's some of that. So. <laughs> that's what I mean when I say that it's it's a year of incredible growth for me. And growth is growth can be really, really hard. <laughs> it can be fun. And then there are some times when you just gotta like break down so many patterns from the past. And it really rips something open inside of you that needs to be healed. I, I guess I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking of like a scar that gets reopened or something <laughs> so that it can heal a little bit more flexible, a little more soft. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Maybe this was why I didn't want to record this episode. It's because I didn't want to get all like emotional again, but I don't know. I hope. I hope this is helpful in some way because, you know, I look at the voice inside of me that's telling me I, you're failing, you're failing, you're failing. You know, I want to share some real numbers with you. I, one of the, the factual circumstances in my life that supports this narrative of I'm failing, I'm failing, I'm failing, is that Probably this year, I'm projecting by the end of the year, my business will bring in $150,000 in revenue. I'm sure for so many people out there, you're like, that's amazing. Six figures. I would love to hit that. You know, and, but <laughs> I have in the past in my business brought in close to a million dollars in revenue. So this is like a 10 times <laughs> less good, you know, in quotes result, even in 2022, when I did my final sale and then walked away from my business for eight months, I brought in close to $250,000 in revenue. So there's a part of me that's looking at this $150,000. And, you know, another hard fact here, going to be honest with you, with the way the expenses are in my business, because I am, my business has been so much bigger in the past, I'm still carrying a lot of those expenses. Um, I, I 
it's, I am not able to pay myself quite what I need to support my current lifestyle with me and my family. So those are some facts that my brain keeps latching onto and saying, oh my God, failure, failure, failure. And (laughs) I think it's important to, you know, do some reframes and, you know, look back and say, okay, sure, 150,000 in revenue for the year, but four months out of this year, I was selling nothing or barely selling at all. If I look back January and February, I was still kind of away, wasn't selling anything. And then um, April and May, I did maybe $5,000 total in revenue because I sold one little workshop and, you know, was otherwise kind of taking on free business coaching clients and writing blog posts and fucking about, honestly. (laughs) So if I really look at the numbers and I say, okay, in eight months of active selling, I've made 150,000 in revenue, that's close to 20K months. Hey, if I look at it that way, it does feel a little bit lighter. And I really do think that there is a part of me that needs to feel like I am failing and that I am okay anyway. I just think I need to go through it. I think that's where the tears are coming from and the grief. And I think that's where the growth is going to come from. You know, that, that cliche that everyone's heard that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I would argue that that's not always true, but it's often true, right? When you face the thing that you're so fearful of and you find that, oh, actually it didn't kill me. Oh, actually it wasn't so bad as I thought it would be. The worst part of it was the way that I was talking to myself. The worst part of it is what I have done to myself in all of this. Because there's an alternate universe where I could make $150,000 in revenue this year and jump around going, yay, I played around with things. I came back and I tried stuff. I was brave. Um, It was a weird ass year economically. I mean, look what I did. There is that alternate universe, right? So uh, I'm getting off on on tangents here and rambling a bit. So I'm going to bring it back and say, it's been a year. I learned so many lessons. I hope that by sharing some real numbers and facts and feelings and what I've been through, it gives you, I mean, it makes you feel like you're not alone if you're also going through this stuff, but also gives you this hope that I really do believe that this is all a crucial part of my journey. I, I think this is something I need to go through. And I, I think at the end of it all, I think I'm going to be really, really glad that I let myself do this and have this experience of really being alive and feeling everything, (laughs) letting myself do that, letting myself fall apart a little bit, just to know that it's okay that I do that. It's okay if I don't hold myself together tightly like a badass every single moment of my life. It's okay. I think it's going to unlock 
a softer self and um, eventually a really brave fucking self. So there we go. (laughs) More than I thought I was going to share. Hopefully it wasn't too rambly. Hopefully it helped. Please um, let me know on Instagram, Crooked Calligraphy. Send me a note if you're glad I recorded this. (laughs) If it if it did something helpful for you. Um, and one more favor, if you haven't yet, if you haven't yet subscribed to this show, that would be so, so awesome. It would help me out so, so much. If you just hit follow or subscribe on this show, it like really tells the podcast algorithm overlords that this is a good show. Thank you for that. If you have already done it and thank you, if you've just done it, um, it's pretty easy on your, on your, whatever podcast player you're on. Okay. I'm going to go now. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) I hope you're all well. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much. And I will see you next time. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.